Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today, I'll talk about freedom. Next, on Living with Liberty. What is freedom? Why does the left hate freedom so much? And maybe the most important question is, do we value freedom? My wife suggested I do a show on freedom, and it got me thinking about these questions. She said, don't research it. Just do it off the cuff. Say what is on your mind. Coming on the heels of an Independence Day where we are engaged in a struggle to maintain And unfortunately, it's maybe more appropriate to say we are struggling to regain our freedoms. Now is a good time to reset, recalibrate, and move ourselves forward toward reclaiming our lost freedom. I think, though, we need to answer the three questions I opened with so we can get an understanding of what it is we are actually looking to reclaim. So the first one. What is freedom? If we look at the boring old dictionary.com definition, there's a few options. One definition you'll find is being political or national independence. Another definition is the right to frequent, enjoy, or use at will. The definition I like, though, is this one. It's the power to determine action without restraint. In other words, we control the destiny of our lives. We control our decisions. We control our thoughts and words. It's the individual who has the power to do what they wish. We make the determinations of how we are going to live our lives But freedom also means we have to live with the consequences of those decisions, as freedom comes with responsibility. We as individuals decide what path we will put our lives on. We have the power to decide what we will do as far as our post-high school education. We decide where we want to live, what career we want to have, who we will marry, how we will educate our children, how many children we will have, who our friends will be, who we elect to office. We have the freedom to decide those things. Freedom means that if my life doesn't work out how I want it to, this is where the consequences part comes in, then there is only one person to blame. It's myself. It's not the government's fault. It's not my community's fault. It's not my family's fault. It's not the fault of my friends or neighbors. It's not the fault of some boogeyman made up by a pandering politician to try and garner votes in the next election. It is my own fault for the failures in my own life. I had the freedom to decide and maybe I made some poor choices. Are there uh, extraneous factors that go into some of those decisions working out? Yes, and there are some things outside of our sphere of control, our sphere of influence. But for the most part, 
if I made bad decisions within the freedom I have to do so and my life isn't working out, it's my fault. It's nobody else's. Freedom, though, also means that if my life is not on the track I want it to be on, I can change it. I can reverse those poor decisions I made. I have that ability to change the course of my life by making different decisions. I am not stuck in a pit of failure. I can try and do different things to change the direction of my life if I so choose to do that within the freedom I have. That is freedom. It's the power of the individual to determine their course in life. We live in a country that was principally founded on the idea that the individual knows best in choosing their own path, that the individual knows best in choosing the path for their family, for their life. And they have the ability to change their standing in life. We are not limited to being stuck in a particular group because that was the group we were born into at, uh, at the time of our birth. Such as what happened in the caste system of India, and truthfully, it still happens there today. We have the ability, the freedom in this country to move about the different socioeconomic classes of our society both based on the friends we keep, we have the freedom to choose our friends, and also in the amount of effort we are willing to put in to making our lives better by the quality of choices that we make. We require no one's permission to better our situation. There is no governmental official or bureaucracy that decides what we can and cannot do with our life. There's no buddy that decides that if we grew up poor, then we have to stay poor forever. Nobody decides that. We do. That's freedom. The power of the decisions lies within the realm of our control in order to better our situation and nobody else's. There's no other influence on that. It's we have the freedom to make those choices. We have the freedom to move about different uh, classes of our society. We, as individuals, have the power of determination. We have freedom. Now, you might be saying, but Ryan, we all watched as millions of people in this country willingly gave up their freedom over the last 18 months under the guise of the government and its bureaucracies protecting people from the coronavirus. You honestly would be right to say that, and it leads me to the next question. Do we value our freedom? It certainly seems we have an interesting dichotomy in this country right now. It seems we have those who value and want to preserve our freedom. And we have those who have decided they no longer want to do the required work that comes with maintaining a free society. They no longer want the responsibility of having the freedom 
to choose how they live. And they don't want others to have the freedom to choose how they live. Now, a certain set of the population seems to have decided that they would rather have some faceless bureaucracy make all their decisions for them. They've decided that having the freedom to speak as they wish or have a, uh, even have a, an, an opposing viewpoint is no longer valuable. And they would much rather take the seemingly easy road of government providing everything for them. They seem willing to give up their individuality for perceived comfort and protection from risk. It seems that there is a large-scale buy-in on the lie that the government will protect us from all risk. So some people are willing to devalue and give up their freedom to live a perceived risk-free life. The only thing is, that is a fallacy. There is risk inherent in life no matter who makes the decisions for you. Not only that, governments have proven time after time that they are incapable of protecting their citizens from all risks of life. And that it really becomes a point, uh, it really comes to the point where it's the politicians only protecting their own power and it comes at the expense of the citizens. The politicians see the risk of losing power, so they go and they mitigate that risk, put the policies in place that cements their power, and it comes at the expense of the citizenry, and it comes at the expense of the citizens' freedom. That's what people don't think about when they suddenly decide they are going to devalue freedom for perception uh, the perception of living a, a risk-free life. Government and its function it's, is to protect the rights of its citizens, nothing more. It's the right, it, government is there to protect the freedom we all have. Government doesn't grant freedom. Freedom is granted by God. It is enshrined in our Constitution and Declaration of Independence and it's government's job to protect that right, not grant the right. It's up to the individual. It's up to us individuals to assess our own risk tolerance and act accordingly in our life. If we have absolutely zero tolerance for risk, well, stay in your house and don't go anywhere. That, that's the only way you'll live a totally risk-free life. And you know what? You don't have to take anybody else's freedom to do that. You are free <laughs> to do that on your own. You get to make that choice. If you have a low risk tolerance, then don't do risky things. Stay in your house. You mitigate a lot of risks in life by just staying in your house and staying in a little bubble. Life's risks are greater in a society that is not free and does not value freedom. The, citizens re, the citizenry's risk of things like being jailed for unsanctioned speech against government officials or the government at large, risk of famines from food shortages, and risk of economic ruin increase greatly when a society devalues its freedom and increases its uh, it's abhorrence to risk. And 
puts its trust in a government to provide every need in life. When we do that, our life, the, the risks we face in life grow. And, and they grow in a large way. They grow into a, to the point where we do not have freedom anymore. It is a sad state of affairs that seemingly more and more people are buying into the notion that freedom is bad and that the government has all the solutions to, to uh, mitigating all of life's risks. Now, to be fair, and I always say perception's reality, right? What we see and what we hear is uh, freedom bad, America bad. You have to think like us. If you don't, you're a racist, a bigot, and you know, a, a moron and whatever other name that you know the left wants to call us. I, I do think though that one, us freedom lovers are in the majority, and I do think that this is changing. I do think that people have woken up to the fact that we are teetering on the brink of an authoritarian state with one party rule with no ability for freedom of expression, which you can trickle it right down the line to our entertainment now. And they maybe they're watching this late night TV and seeing how unfunny these uh, people have become, nobody says anything funny anymore. And, and that's, that's what happens when you have a loss of freedom. When you start just towing blindly the company line, you lose all creativity. I mean, it trickles all the way down. One could make the argument that we are there, that we already have an authoritarian state. It certainly seems that this uh, clown show administration is trying but there have been glimmers of hope. We still have the freedoms. This, uh, the Supreme Court has been upholding them in cases that have been brought before them recently. Uh, they just recently upheld the Second Amendment case. So we still have hope. We still have a branch of our government that is sometimes, anyway, upholding our freedoms and rights and liberties. The key here is we cannot let complacency rule. We have to be willing to put in the work to maintain our freedom. It's like your car. Freedom needs regular maintenance in order to keep running well. We need to give freedom regular maintenance and regular checkups to keep it functioning, to keep it alive. And that all means we need to push back on these power-hungry politicians and bureaucrats, and we need to encourage our state legislatures to say no when the federal government dangles the money carrot in front of them with promises of, 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 of plugging budget gaps within the state. All that money comes with strings attached, and those strings attached erode the freedom of our states and ultimately our freedoms. We need to remind ourselves that freedom is a valuable, a valuable thing and that if not nurtured, it will be lost. And the last question I want to answer here is why does the left hate freedom so much, particularly the 
educated elite, and I use educated loosely here, the answer lies in how they envision themselves. These people are such egomaniacs, they think they're so much better than everybody else in society that they think they have the right to control society because they have money and they have with money comes power and they might be educated and they think because they're educated and they're so highly educated relatively speaking to us deplorables they think that gives them the right to control society they think it is their divine appointment in life to lead us deplorables out of what these leftists probably view as the dirty, dark forest and into the light of their utopia where they do all the thinking and the deplorables just follow along like sheep. In my opinion, they have very thin skin when it comes to criticism of everything. That is another reason why they hate freedom. Look at how Joe Biden reacts when criticized. Actually, just pick a radical Democrat of your choice and look at their reaction when they are criticized. They don't take to it kindly. I always say feedback is a gift, and Democrats are horrible at accepting feedback. And it all boils back to that mindset that they think they are the rulers overall because they're so much more enlightened, because they're so progressive. And us conservatives just want to preserve our way of life, our freedom, and that that's not progressive. Progressivism is, is like the locusts coming to destroy a farm field. It, 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 if we let it keep taking hold, it's, it's going to cause a famine, just like those locusts do when they come and destroy crops. That is progressivism. And the progressives have such a thin skin that when challenged, they, uh, they, they just get mad. I, I, and it's why they hate freedom. Freedom allows for people to think for themselves and to question the motives and decisions of our elected officials and the elites of society. The radical Democrats and those elites hate that. Like I said, they envision themselves as, maybe it's a Pied Piper thing. You know, they're they're playing their little flute and all us deplorables are following them out of our dirty, dark forests of God-loving and, and gun-loving and freedom-loving into this screwed-up utopia of wokeism and other garbage that doesn't make sense. That's why they hate freedom, because I think deep down... They know they're they're in the wrong and that what they're doing is not the natural state of affairs. It's not how we were created, but that's why they hate freedom. Freedom of thought leads people to find the truth. And the truth casts doubt on the true nature of this vision that Democrats claim to have for our country. It casts doubt on everything they do. Freedom leads to the truth. Freedom exposes the fact that what is underway is an obvious usurping of our rights 
and destruction of our constitutional republic as they try to hurdle it towards a one-party authoritarian state. Freedom exposes that. Freedom of thought and speech brings to light the uh, everything that is in the shadowy place these grifters and communists uh, try and hide things. It exposes their misdeeds. Freedom means that the uneducated deplorables will not follow along just because someone who deems themselves more enlightened said, follow me and do this. No questions asked. That's why I left this hate freedom. Freedom means there's pushback, and authoritarians who envision themselves as the chosen enlightened of society hate pushback. Because pushback questions their worldview, and they don't want to come to grips that their worldview is actually outside of what God intended for his creation. Deep down, we all have that knowledge. Pushback, freedom, allowing for pushback and questioning of what these, these leftist authoritarians want for our country exposes that and it pricks the conscience. These are why, these are reasons why the left hates freedom. Freedom means they do not have control. And control is the one thing they crave the most. Freedom means the left gets exposed for the frauds and phonies they are. It's why we need to continue to work at maintaining freedom. It's why when we see it threatened, we need to take action instead of waiting for whatever is threatening to pass. Because inevitably, when the threat passes, yes, it does, but it does so at a cost. We've lost a little bit of our freedom every time by ignoring the threat, by not pushing back. Robert Frost said that freedom lies in being bold. Friends, we need to be bold in standing up for our freedom. Freedom is worth defending, worth supporting, and is of immeasurable value. Freedom means we can expose darkness with light and chart our own course and continue to chart our own course. Freedom is what has made this country exceptional. We must value and protect freedom to ensure we remain exceptional as a country. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living With Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you uh, had subscribed to the show and left a positive review should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, 
Let's connect. Follow me on Parlor and Gab. My handle on both is at Living with Liberty. You can also go to the contact page of my website and email me or follow the links there to my social media pages. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.